Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for the Wichita State Shocker Men's Basketball Coaches Show with your head coach, Greg Marshall, presented by your hometown Chevy dealers. Now let's go live to AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley at the corner of 13th and Greenwich Road with the voice of the Shockers, Mike Kennedy. Good evening and welcome to the Greg Marshall Show, our weekly get-together here at AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley. First of all, let's... Let's just get to it. It's a difficult time for Shocker basketball right now, but we will uh, do our best to get through this and, and uh, do a show for you. And it's, it's very gratifying to see so many of you here. Great turnout, and we appreciate the support. So, uh, Coach, over the last seven games, certainly there have been some struggles. Of, uh, oh, there you go. Can, I, can you hear? Five losses in that stretch, but you had a couple where you didn't play very well. It was 11 or 12 games, Temple and Houston, two last-second, last-play losses. Yesterday was just a, a different thing, and I, I sense that you were, as much as any of us, kind of stunned and just in disbelief at what you watched yesterday. You know, Mike, uh, I, I echo your sentiments. It's great to have so many folks here tonight and, and uh, you know, just the, the loyal Shocker fans that we have so many of, we appreciate uh, you guys standing beside us and you know it wasn't something that it wasn't our finest hour that goes without saying it wasn't something to be proud of in fact I was very very disappointed and embarrassed by our performance yesterday but I want to try to put it in perspective with uh, the fact that uh, I, I as a, a guy that's been in college basketball now for 35 years I'm not sure that I've lost two games back-to-back -back consecutive games in such heartbreaking fashion as we did at Tulsa last weekend and then Cincinnati on Sun, uh, Thursday. So I was concerned, and I knew it was the last place and the last team that we wanted to be playing, Houston, when you're looking at staring at a three-game losing streak, which would be is our first of the year. Um, but that's just the way the, the schedule fell. And, you know, I have a lot of, first of all, I have a lot of respect for uh, how good Houston is and how hard they compete and how they uh, are tenacious. I mean, they will scratch and claw for a loose ball. They, and, and yet they are very athletic. They can block shots. They can alter everything at the rim. They're the best rebounding team in the country. And they can also make difficult shots, Caleb Mills and Quentin Grimes and those guys. So... Much respect for them. I knew it was just a, 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 a bad scenario. But the way we handled that scenario is, is the concern that I have. I, I didn't think my team competed. And uh, it's, it's hard for me to admit. Uh, I don't, I'm not proud of it. But at the same time, it's happened so few times in my career. Uh, I know what it looks like. I, I, I'm not, I don't like it. And we we addressed it. Um, uh, they they got they got the wrath today of you. Not only let yourself down, you let me down. You let the staff down. You let the 
the, the, all the people that traveled with us, all the people that were at the game at Houston, entire Shocker Nation, the reason they love you and the love for our program is because of the effort and the tenacity and the passion with which you play. And it simply wasn't there. And, um, you know, you could tell early on, and Houston had something to do with that for sure, but we could have put up more of a fight. Yet what we did was we became individuals. We took terrible shots. We didn't get back on defense. We got beat on the glass. We turned the basketball over in ridiculous fashions. And today was a, a very, very interesting day. And I, was, I didn't sleep much last night, obviously, because I was concerned about how to handle today. Today was a, a very, very important day. But I will tell you that I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, even though I get paid to do that part-time. Um, um, I, I think that today was a very, very, very important and, and uh, um, I'm trying to think of the word. I just think that the impact today, the, 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 the raw emotion that the players dealt with um, is going to help us going forward. Uh, I put them on the line, and th it was interesting. They knew. They knew when they walked in the gym. Not one of them touched the basketball. They just went right to the baseline. And I had asked Darren Boatwright to stop in uh, just to – I just wanted him there, and he, he ended up staying the whole time. He never does that. But I asked him to come by and stop in and just – I wanted him to make sure that he saw what we were doing, and it was, I knew it was going to be a tough day. So I just said, okay, go. And they ran a sprint. And I said, now, does anybody want to talk? And um, no? Okay, well, let's, might as well run then. Let's run another sprint. And after the second one, I said, anybody want to talk? And of course, Jaime, our senior, <laughs> the, the, the one guy who's playing really, really well for the most part, he starts talking, and he's talking really fast, and it's almost in Spanish. And, and uh, he, he's, you know, nobody really understands what he's saying, but he's very passionate with what he's saying. And I said, okay, that's enough, Jaime. Let's do another sprint. And by this time, a lot of people want to talk. <laughs> and uh, we, we got out some, we got out some, Hint up uh, anger, jealousy, um, selfishness. Guys called each other out. It was, I think, very beneficial. Now, it could be we go down and, and do it again in Central Florida on Thursday. I, I can't predict that, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think today was a step in the right direction, maybe two or three steps in the right direction, and... Um, the problem is this, and I know it's a long answer. No, that's very good. Yeah. You, you, uh, the problem is this. This is what I said to them, and I let them do all the talking. I, I, I'm, I'm done talking. I, I can't talk anymore. There's nothing else I can say. You have to play for the front of the jersey, not the back. And the bottom line is I said this. We've got one pro on our team next year, and that's Jaime. Now, some of the rest of you will eventually be pros, but not next year. So here's the deal. 
You're either going to be here the rest of this year and next year and into the future, or you're going to be somewhere else. But you're not a pro yet. So if you want to be a pro, we can help you. We've done that. But guys like Fred Van Vliet, who have never averaged more than 12 points a game in his career, yet was two-time player of the year. He's making $9.3 million this year. He's going to make in the neighborhood of $20 million a year in the next three or four years. He, he wasn't worried about his points or his shots or his minutes. He was just worried about performing. And when he performed well, he played more, and we won. And that's what's important. And, and I think in the end, uh, after a very difficult two hours, um, we all came out of it feeling a little cleansed, if you will. Um, so I hope that that's done. I hope that this is the low point. But, um, man, those two buzzer beaters, and then uh, to follow that up with this debacle in Houston on Sunday, um, in the end, uh, not fun, not, not a, a terrible week from, in my household, but the bottom line is we're still 17 and 6. And the whole season counts equally, the early part, the mid part, the latter part. And I've always said there's four or five games every year where you're worse than your norm and four or five games every year where you're better than your norm. But the 20 games in the middle, and this is Definitely one of the five or four worst uh, for us. So I hope we bounce back this week. You know, I, I thought about this today that all of us certainly can relate to. We've all screwed up and done things in our lives. And then you know there's a reckoning coming with your parents or a boss or a teacher. And you dread it. But you know in your heart you got it coming and that you've got to kind of take it and, and get through it. And so you've kind of answered this, but I was curious to see if, if you saw some of that reaction, that they kind of knew and that, that you got the reaction you were looking for, at least to some degree, that they understood and that it's time to, to start making amends and get where they well, need well, to be. Darren and I are sitting, Darren Boatwright and I are sitting there talking as the guys are walking in the gym from the, from the weight room. And... Uh, not one of them touched a basketball. And that's, that never happens. They just all lined up on the baseline. It was the most unbelievable thing. I, I probably tipped them off a little bit at the end of the bus ride after the airport yesterday, what was coming. More than likely, they, they kind of got a good idea of what today would be like. But um, I just had never seen that. I've still, in, in 35 years, I've never seen a group of guys just come, come in the gym and line up on the baseline. And some of them stood in there for 15 minutes. Others took time, you know, to, to get in the gym. But some of them stood on that baseline for 15 minutes waiting for their teammates. So, um, yeah, they just – but, but the, 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 the raw emotion that they spoke with, I mean, they were pointing out things that they didn't like because – I kept saying, we're going to run until we get this out. There's something going on that you guys need to address, and it needs to come out. So stop beating around the bush. We can sprint or we can talk about this. And it's real talk now. It's not gonna, we're not going to – and there was a, a tear or two shed, and there was some uh, very, very pointed uh, – guys are angry at you know, how they're playing, and then they're angry at me because they're not playing more because of how they're playing. And then – 
they're, ang- they're angry at their teammates who they think they should be playing in front of. And again, when you have that many guys with that close in, 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 in ability, some of them are better handlers, some of them are better shooters, some of them are better defenders, some of them are better rebounders. But we have eight, nine, ten guys that are all pretty even. I think Jaime has pretty said, I'm the best player on the team. I'm the most valuable player on the team. And I don't think there's any doubt in that. And I think Dexter in the last five or six games has kind of said, I'm maybe the second best player on the team. But after that, and, and the stats show that we've got eight guys playing between 20 and 29 minutes a game in the last seven games. So I said to one individual, I said, which game did you play the most in of the last seven, in which we're two and five? And he goes, well, that game. And I go, well, guess what? That's the best game that you played in the last seven. So I, I don't, nobody wants to win more than me. So all I'm going to do is try to put the best five on the court and have to, I have to include fatigue and conditioning, and I have to include matchups on the defensive end. But other than that, I'm just trying to put the best five on the court and hopefully have one guy that can dribble the ball at the court and one guy that can get a rebound and one guy that can make a shot. But we've got we've to have – we're trying to win. That's all I'm doing. I don't play favorites. I don't have any favorites. Uh, I like all of you guys equally. And get beyond your feelings. That's what we – the staff is the, – the phrase that we've used with this team for a while is they've got to get beyond their personal feelings and play – for the group. One other thing, and I, I think this is important for people to understand, and I, I don't know that we've talked about this a lot publicly, but what you're talking about and, and them having to talk it out and express their feelings and relate to each other, it brings about accountability for how everybody's feeling. And I know that's always been a big thing with you that you look at a guy and say, well, why did you do that? I don't know is not an acceptable answer. You guys have got to step up and, and have a reason for why they do things. And certainly that not only is going to help them as a team going forward, but in their life after basketball. Absolutely. I mean, this is a, this could be a great, a watershed moment for these kids in terms of, and, and just, I think it was Jamie talking about, hey, man, I've got eight games left plus a one, one game in the conference tournament. That's all I'm guaranteed, you know, if, if the Lord allows that to happen. I need you guys. I love each and every one of you, but get over yourself and get over your personal feelings about you should be starting or you should be playing a little more, this and that. And uh, it was just a lot of positives that came out of that today. And maybe maybe it was overdue. Maybe I should have done it before this but you know when you're playing again I want to I want to preface all of that by saying the 16 young men in our program you would be happy to have them in your home for a meal many of many of our fans do that Uh, you would be happy to have them around your children and and, and just they are fantastic young people but like so many young people right now they they're just conflicted in 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 the me 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 thing as opposed to us and uh i think a lot of them figured it out today because their colleagues their brothers were the ones calling them out not me so uh, i hope i hope there's a, a a quick turnaround now and you'll see a whole different um passion the passion that you normally see from one of our teams on thursday
Coach, thank you. I think that's been very edifying for the fans and uh, appreciate you being that candid. And we will continue on the Greg Marshall Show from AJ's in a moment. Welcome back to the Greg Marshall Show, Wichita State, with two games this week, one on the road Thursday at the University of Central Florida, and then back home Sunday afternoon to play Tulane for the first time this season. It was interesting. I went through this today, and I found this very interesting. Of course, the last seven games, the Shockers are 2-5. and five. The opponents have been Temple, Houston twice, UCF, USF, Tulsa, and Cincinnati. Four of those seven teams are top 100 opponents, and I'm counting Houston twice because they've played them twice. The average ranking of those seven opponents is uh, 72. The Shockers have played eight previous games against top 100 teams. South Carolina, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, VCU, Mississippi, Memphis, and UConn. Their average ranking is 60, and the Shockers were 7-1 and one in those games, and those were in eight of the ten games right before this stretch. So anyone that's thinking, well, maybe now the conference is ahead of you or whatever, I mean, you certainly proved, including in a couple of conference games, that you are good enough to play and beat that caliber of opposition. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that thought, I mean, that thinking at all. I, it's, it's, just, it's just a matter of being a young team, and having some thoughts of selfishness, honestly. That's what it is. I, 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 want, I want to be doing well. I, I want to be the, the star, and I, maybe I was the star, and I want to be the star again, or I should be the star, and I used to start, and I don't, or I, whatever it is, get over it. Figure out that you're still getting your minutes and you get more minutes when you play well. And that's the, 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 what we have. And don't let the fact that you, you don't start or you do start, you, you get 20 minutes or 28 minutes, don't let that affect your effort while you're out there. If you want to see your minutes decline very rapidly, then don't give effort and, and turn the ball over and take bad shots. Don't do that. So we got that clear today, and um, we're, 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 we're going to practice hard tomorrow. And, and, uh, and, and no, actually, we take tomorrow off. We have to take, because we, we were supposed to take today off, and I just did not feel like we needed to take today off. We needed to get this out. And again, we're going to run until you guys talk. Stop sugarcoating it what is your problem why are you why is this happening to you and to us and uh it, it was great it was a very good powerful two hours and from a uh, just from a statistical standpoint one of the biggest differences between when you were winning those games and some of these you've been losing is your own shooting percentage and i know that you've expressed some concern that some of it certainly is shot selection. In your mind, how much of it is? Certainly there have been a couple of games when you've missed some wide-open shots, but in, in your mind is the biggest difference between how you were shooting it, maybe just some of the shots you're taking right now. Yeah, well, the Tulsa game, we had wide-open looks that just we didn't make, and uh, we needed to make one more, obviously, to win that game, and we didn't do it. I mean, but in this early part of the second half, we were towing the line wide open, 
five or six times and, and couldn't draw, couldn't get one to go through the nylon. So um, last night, we just took bad shots. Some of that is because Houston's defense is so good. Uh, we weren't executing as well as we could offensively. And the difference is we don't have a Jerron Cumberland. We don't have a Caleb Mills or a Jerron Giroux. Those guys can go and create a shot for themselves one-on-one -on -one with the shot clock running down. We don't have that. And, and, and our guys are, are going to get there eventually, I think. Uh, our freshman guards, JB. Uh, but, the, but the Tulsa game, JB's got the ball in his hands. We need you to get one on. You don't even need to make it. Just give us a chance to tip it in because we had two bigs inside position on the rebound to possibly tip it in, and we didn't get a shot up. So that's the difference, and we've got we've to be mindful of that as we go forward and try to train these guys and as we continue to recruit for the future. And, and talking about what you just said, I thought – there weren't many positives yesterday, but one was that I thought Dexter recognized that's how we're going to have to attack these guys, and it's something you've been talking to him a lot about, getting better off the bounce and attacking the basket. And I thought he really made a good effort a few times and maybe even could have gone to the line a couple of times that he didn't. Well, he just finally – now, he forced it a few times after that when he, and he drove, but he, that's a good sign, and we need more guys like that. And he has that ability – as long as his handle is there, and then when he gets in, he's worried about making the shot and not worried about getting hit, uh, you have to have a little reckless abandon, and you have to be pretty tough because you have to go in there with the reckless abandon, and then you have to be willing and able to absorb contact. And when I say body-to-body -body contact, sometimes even contact on your shooting arm, and not worry about that, still worry about making the shot. Sometimes you get a phantom call and get to go to the line. Sometimes you really get hit and go to the line. Sometimes you get hit and don't get the call. But you've got to be able to put pressure on the referee and on the defense by prodding and, and, and getting in there uh, into the internal part of the defense and either scoring it or even getting in there and then kicking to an open teammate. There was something that happened in your other game against Cincinnati last week that I, I wanted to mention because it, it certainly is a step in the right direction for the things you're talking about. And I don't know that I've ever seen it or haven't seen it for a long time. Jamie got called for a foul, a ball that was knocked loose. There were two guys involved, and it would have been his second foul in the first half. Well, it was Tyson that actually committed the foul, and Tyson actually went to the official and said, hey, that was my foul. I'm the one that fouled him recognizing, first of all, that he is less likely to pick up fouls playing on the perimeter, and it takes Jamie out of, out of danger. And we talked to Jamie afterward, and he was very appreciative, but showed some, not only some, some uh, being a good teammate, but some understanding of situations a little he bit. Might, Tyson may have gotten a little prodding from the bench to clarify <laughs> that, too. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, own up, man. Go, t go tell him. <laughs> And certainly you mentioned that, that Jamie was the first one to speak up today. He seems more and more. as it's, He's only a second-year guy in your program, but he is the only senior, oh, and he seems he's, to be really wanting to become a leader. And, yeah, and he's great. I, I tell you, um, he came to me last year. And, uh, no, actually, he came to me this year. He's going into his senior year.
And he said to me, he said, Coach, I would really like to consider you, you consider me redshirting. And I go, what? <laughs> he says, I, I, I know that, you know, these guys are young and they're getting better. And I know the, the best days are ahead of us. And I, I just want to be a part and I want to make sure I go to the NCAA tournament. And I go, uh, okay, well, well, the plan is to go this year, <laughs> Jamie, but that's not going to happen if you redshirt. We, we need you. And then he said something very kind. He said, I, I, I just want to play another year for you. And I went, mm, man, as much as I would love to have him around another year because I love the kid and I love how good he's becoming, we, need, we needed him this year, obviously. And uh, so when he talks to the guys now about that, and he talked about all of that, what I just told you, he told the guys, he goes, but I don't have next year now. This is it for me. And I'm begging you to put aside whatever pettiness and jealousy that you have and play for, for me, just as I play for you every night. And it was pretty powerful. It was very, very well-spoken. And um, he, he, like the kids last year, Marcus and Samaje, has grown through sports and basketball into a very good young leader. Well, we will continue with head coach Greg Marshall on the Monday night Greg Marshall show from AJ Sports Grill at the Ring. Welcome back to the Greg Marshall Show. Again, thanks to all of you for coming out. As many of you are here every Monday night. Uh, to that end, just a uh, little programming note. We are about to get to the point where we've got heavy overlap in coaches' shows, and uh, we'll continue with Coach Marshall from 6 to 7 on Monday nights and Keitha Adams talking women's basketball from 7 to 8. But there will be some Monday nights where we could have even four coaches' shows because we will be starting Eric Wedge's baseball show and a softball coaches' show with Christy Breadbenner next week. However, there is a scheduling and programming conflict after the women's basketball show. So two shows next Monday, and the first Shocker baseball show with Eric Wedge will be Tuesday night from 6 to 7, and then Christy Breadbenner from 7 to 7.30. Those will be taped on Monday, so if you want to come out and see them, they'll be here on Monday night, but the shows will actually air on Tuesday next week. So just wanted to get that out there. You know, there was one positive thing that happened yesterday in Houston, and that was that you had a chance after the game to spend a little bit of time with P.J. Kuznard and Karen Bradley. And, of course, P.J. played one year for you, uh, three years previously in the program. Karen never played for you. He left the year before you got here, but has really gotten to know you, and, uh, and both are guys that definitely believe in the program, believe in the way you're doing things here, and are doing everything they can to help you in that area when it comes to recruiting and so forth. You know, it was wonderful to see those guys, and uh, you know, we talked about the TBT coming back this, this summer and the fact that they've gotten commitments now from a couple of guards like Joe Raglan and, and uh, Tere Murray that they needed last year. They could have won the regional, but um, I also, believe it or not, two former players that when I was an assistant coach were at the game, Ken Ward, who played, believe it or not, from 92 to 95 when I was the assistant coach at the College of Charleston. He had his son there at the game. K. Ron Bradley had his son there at the game. 
um, PJ Kuznard had about 20 of his AAU programs kids there. And then uh, a young man that I recruited back in 1987-88, Chester Black from um, Radford, or Blacksburg, Virginia. He, had, um, he has a business, a very successful business uh, in Houston, and he's been at the game the last two years. So he brought his father-in-law to the game. And uh, just great seeing those, those young men and how well they, man, first of all, they look great and, and they've got beautiful children and beautiful families and uh, just so happy to, to see them. And it was, it was tough leaving that locker room with, I, with my tail between my legs and that I knew, you know, that's, it's, it's more than just wins and losses. And those guys, obviously, they, I think they would have preferred we won but just to see them, and that's who I gravitated towards. I didn't go into the stands and talk to the parents, and a lot of parents were there at the game in Houston. But four, three former players and a, and a, and a guy that I never even coached, K-Ron Bradley, um, we chopped it up after the game, and, and, and I was able to start the healing process immediately with those guys, and um, it's good to see them, and they – Kron and Ken Ward from the College of Charleston, who was who put the power in power forward at six <laughs> seven, uh, both have beautiful sons that are b players. So, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm in this long enough that uh, we can uh, we can we can recruit their kids, and, and <laughs> we, we've got a real in with those guys for sure. You know, and, and I think it, that it's important to note, and it very, should be very gratifying for you, that, that P.J. played one year for you in a four-year career, but you're his coach, and he's told me that. You're his coach. Uh, you're his guy. He wants to help you in any way he can. And, uh, and Karen, as I said, never played for you, but the TBT last year, he mentioned how much you've helped him and how much he's enjoyed getting to know you, and they are both shockers through and through died in the wool wichita state guys forever yeah they're they're wonderful and they're both doing great they look good they're 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 happy uh they would have preferred the shockers as we all would have played better in houston yesterday uh ken ward i hadn't seen since uh 95 so 25 wow. years he says to me he goes you know coach we used to call you gq when you were an assistant coach at the college of charleston i said well i'm still trying to hold it down here ken <laughs> not not you know not i don't probably don't look as good in my clothes as i used to but he says uh, we all knew you 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 kind of pricked us from time to time but we all knew you were going to do okay <laughs> so that meant a lot it just i mean he uh he lost his mom five years ago, and I remember when I was recruiting him, just uh, what a wonderful lady she was. So I asked him how his mom's doing. He goes, she, she came down here and lived with me in Houston, coach, and she passed five years ago in her early 70s. So that was tough. But, man, he's got a good-looking son who looks him eye to eye, and he's a 20, 20, 20, 22 kid maybe, maybe a sophomore in high school. And he's six seven, and if he's got any athletic ability like his old man, he's somebody that we're going to have our eye on. Yeah, and, and K-Run is going to, again, put the aftershocks together, and it's been announced the TBT will come back here and the aftershocks will be in it. And I know that was something that you really took to last year. You really enjoyed 
being able to watch that and having those guys back and, and certainly are very positive about doing whatever you can to help them this year. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be uh, hopefully it's well attended like it was last year. And, and I think this time guys like Joe Ragland, Teray Murray, Tekel Cotton, uh, maybe even Ron Baker, uh, those guys will consider playing because of the craziness that Wichita displayed for having those guys come back and, and playing in Coke Arena again. I got, I got calls today. I mean, I, you, know, you know you're loved when you get calls when, when you have a performance like that. Garrett Stutz called me from Japan today. So, you know, they watch the game, they follow, and you know, he, he said, I, I just know that you're struggling and I'd, I'd like to just reach out. So it's, it was a great call. Yeah, and they all understand not only what you're going through, but what your players may have to go through and understand a little bit to get there because they've all experienced there. There was a day I was at practice when uh, you lost patience a little bit with how things were going and Ben Smith, who's your, your grad assistant this year, said, those, that sounds familiar. I've been there before. <laughs> These guys are going to have to learn. And, and that, that's why Ben, you know, is, is valuable on our staff and he can, um, he can just talk to the guys about, listen, the, the, listen to the message. Listen to the message. Every once in a while it comes off a little harsh, but uh, listen to what he's saying. It's going to help you in the long run. It's going to help us. And Tyson Waterman, who played for you Absolutely. at Winton. Absolutely, yeah. And, he, and he, can, he can say that on the recruiting trail. You know, he's out there t saying, you know, I, I was, we were last place at Winthrop, and then, now we, then we were first place, and, I, I quit the team, and then he brought me back, and now my number's in the rafters, and, and I played seven years of professional basketball. And so ultimately, you know, we've got a, we've got a wonderful group of uh, current players, recent alums, and some old 92 to 95. <laughs> that kind of took me back. Well, we will come back to talk about the upcoming game at UCF this week. Big week ahead for the Shockers. Greg Marshall Show from AJ's. Welcome back to the Greg Marshall Show from AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley. The Shockers with a two-game week, and the first one is on the road at Central Florida on Thursday night. Game time is 6 o'clock Central, and it's an interesting team. It's one of the strangest games you've played this year, and, and certainly in this stretch of seven games. The one here, it looked like late in the first half you were going to blow them out, maybe be up 20 or 25 at halftime, and then it ends up being like an eight-point game. They got hot down the stretch in the second half. Well, as you recall, they started the game with two 6'11", 7-footers. They ended the game with five guards on the court. So it was like two separate games. And when, when a team does that, you have the option to counter or stay with what you have. And so we had a hard time guarding them. Actually, if you'll remember, so Jaime's at 6'11". He's having a guard. He guarded the point guard because he couldn't shoot. So he didn't have to go all the way out. And when the point guard drove us several times, drove Jaime, Jaime used his length and contested the shot, and he did not score on it. Now, he scored on Trey Wade twice, and he scored on Mo Yadeze once. So we then went to the other end, and what were we trying to do? We just pounded it into Jaime because he had a huge height advantage. So 
that was the chess match that was going on, but we had to adjust to that small lineup. Since that game, when they had some success bringing the, the, the final tally from 20 down to eight, uh, they've gone to that small lineup a little more. So now, now we're a little more prepared for it. Um, but when Colin Smith fouled out and the other kid um, with the hair fouled out, Riggs or Higgs uh, or Ingram, Dazon Ingram. No, 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 the big guy. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Higgs or something like he that. He had four fouls in the first. Yeah, half. had four fouls in the first half. You don't see that very often. Um, when those two guys fouled out, I mean, they they didn't have much choice. They had to go small, and it was it was um, they they. They were hitting threes and rushing it up the court, and, and it, we, we'll, we're more prepared for that. And hope It's a big game for us, obviously, with what's been going on, and uh, they're playing better. They've won several in a row, if I'm not mistaken, um, and they're obviously better at home. And, you know, it's interesting because what you just described, they can play totally the other way because when they have Colin Smith in there, Ingram six seven six eight He's Alabama transfer yeah he handles it at the point and uh, that's a different look than you get from any well team. they th what they did was they took a lot of transfers they lost a ton last year including Coach Dawkins' son Aubrey who's in the G League in the NBA they lost B J Taylor Taco Fall the seven seven kid they lost Brown uh, so they had a lot of uh, losses from a very good team. But they took a lot of transfers. So Dazon Ingram's a grad transfer. The Milan kid, the shooter from Weeman Mary's a, a grad transfer. In their fifth year, able to play right away. Mahan is a transfer from Texas A&M who was able to play right away. So they've got a lot of good players, but they're all transfers. So it took them a while in the early part of the season to kind of get to their, their games together. Same thing with Cincinnati. They took several grad transfers and whatnot. So... And that happened. That's to be expected. But now, Central Florida is playing very well, as is Cincinnati. Darren Green, a freshman, had 18 points in that game. A lot of them late, four of eight from three. He's coming off like a 26-point game against Tulsa and made five of six threes. Yeah, <laughs> good player. Hopefully, you know the, the Elijah Joiner kid. The kid, he went. He was two for 14 in conference games leading up to our game. He goes five for six, and then in their loss against the last the last game. He goes one for six, so he, he goes back to his norm. But he got hot because his dad was watching him play for the first time against us last two Sundays ago or whatever it is. Um, they had uh, Central Florida had another kid that came in that had not played at Hardly all. Hardly at all. Tony, like, Tony Johnson. Johnson. He makes three threes. Was it three? Yeah. I think he made three He'd threes. He made one all year. He'd made one all year. He makes three against us. No, he made four. Four made four. <laughs> he got on a heater. Uh, so, we, you know, those um, – I, I, don't, I don't know if it's us, but we've got to do a better job of, of when those kids come in and they haven't really done much, you've got to respect them. And their division – that's what I always say to the guys. If we tell you they're not a shooter, you still have to guard them because they're, they're playing at a very high level of Division I basketball, so it's not the first time they've touched the rock. All right, we will come back to talk about Coach uh, Marshall and the, well, talk with Coach Marshall about the conference in just a moment.
Welcome back to the Greg Marshall Show. I mentioned the Shockers, of course, at UCF Central Florida on Thursday. It will only be the second time since joining the league that Wichita State has played in their arena. They won there in overtime two years ago. Last year, the way the schedule worked out, where it's not a true double round robin, the Shockers did not go to use here. This will be a second meeting, and you're at a point in the schedule that's kind of interesting where you played Houston for the second time, you'll be seeing UCF for the second time, but then you get a Tulane team that you haven't played yet, and you still have a game with SMU that'll be a first-time meeting. Well, you know, I don't make the schedule. They don't even consult me, really, to be honest, uh, about when I want to play teams and all that. So just have to play them when they, sh they show up, and I promise you there are no off nights in this league and this, with our schedule. We've we got a great schedule, non-conference, unbelievable league schedule, 17-6, um, and six, and it's time to get back on a, a, a winning track. You know, and there are people, I'm sure, out there that are wanting to jump off bridges and all that, but there's still a lot of basketball to be played. At worst, you're probably still a bubble NCAA team, so there's plenty of opportunity to be where you want to be at the end of the year if you can get it going back in the right direction here pretty soon. Yeah, I would ask those people that are thinking about jumping off bridges, please call your suicide hotline <laughs> or call me, call the office. We'll, I'll, I'll talk you through it, you know, what's going on in practice. Um, just... No, it's it's not not to that point. We're we're gonna be we're gonna be fine. Uh, we we've made some strides. I mean, I think we won 17 games all of last year. So we've got eight eight games now to improve on our regular season total from last year. Is that correct? That Weren't is we, correct. Yes. Yeah, 17 and something. Yeah. So um, we, um, we 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 just we we got got some some things squared away today in practice and. Uh, a lot of basketball to be played. Eight regular season games, four at home, four on the road, um, a conference tournament, and then we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, and, and I think people would be gratified at knowing also uh, this is actually just the second year that you've had this particular staff all together as a group. But certainly yesterday you were all very much on the same page very quickly talking about what we need to do, here's what we got to get done to go forward, and everybody with a very good understanding of, of what that needs to be. Yeah, there was a big powwow this morning for sure with our staff, and it, 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 this was a big day. I mean, it, this, this hopefully is just an outlier from what normally happens around Shocker basketball, and you can speak to that. I mean, how many times have you seen our team just thoroughly not compete? And that's that's what bothered me. We, we, we chucked up bad shots. We didn't get back on defense. We didn't compete. And I don't know what it is about Houston, but Houston brings that out of our team. And, and the, their, their, their guys are relentless and tough and energetic and passionate and big. Uh, so we've, we've, got to, we've got to be able to match that. And we have not done that in two, two meetings this year. Coach, I just want to say thank you. That I know this is not an easy time. We, we've taught, Bob Hall and I talk all the time about we hate losing as much as anybody, but we don't have to go home and fix it after we get back. And so thank you, and uh, hopefully this was all a little therapeutic for you also. Talking no, I, actually, Bob, Bob t tell Bob, I was sitting, you know, you, you guys were on the other side of the plane from me, and you guys were, we had, you were facing me because we had the card tables and up in the fr up front of the plane to, and I looked at Lou Godino, and he and I were both breaking down film and what just happened and grinding over the game at Houston. And we looked over at the two of you guys, and both of your mouths were wide open. And you're... <laughs> 
Hey, it's hard describing something. It's hard. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine how, how you tried to describe what happened yesterday for two hours because my, my two hours just living it was tough enough. But you had to talk about it. Well, Coach, thank you. We'll look forward to uh, better things ahead. Starting That's, That's our Greg Marshall show for this week. Stay tuned. Keith Adams coming up next from AJ Sports Grill at the end. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.